that's the only way I got on Motorola back in the day. If I wanted it up, like, I got uh, R1 on Nitro isn't enough for you, then you're doing something wrong. There's yeah. no question Tomass should have went to the hospital immediately. The car burst into flames, dude. What the frick were you thinking that you were going to do? Then he comes back and just, like, destroys the hill. Race fans, are you ready? It's time for another episode of the Nitro and Mud Show, presented by Rutted Racing. And now your host, Brandon the Cowboy Krieger, Joel Faldi, and media mogul Colby Marble. Race fans, get on the edge of your seat because it is time to climb. All right, Nitro fam, we're back at you with another episode of the Nitro Mud Show. As always, Nitro Mud brought to you by the good folks at Rutted Racing, Laced Belt Company, JS5 Extensions, Drink Hydro Power, Black Diamond MX, Team Peterson, and Mueller Motorsports. They make Joel Fowdy fast. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, boys. What's up? So good. How you guys doing? Uh, doing i'm doing great i'm in that state right now where like i think i'm creative and funny because i'm so tired from the weekend so look out for tonight (laughs) (laughs) that's great yeah joel you just got back from uh billings montana for round number two of the uh moto climb super series oh yeah hell yeah then good times man oh that i mean Billings, Montana is just a place in my heart. I mean, God dang it. it. It just feels, it's so cool. Like you are part of history when you are there racing. And, uh, you know, it was a very big deal to me to go there a few years back when I started to go. And it still has that same, you get kind of twingy and excited and you're going to flipping Billings. For anybody that's ever put extensions on bikes, you know what that means. And uh, it rings true. It was just, it was awesome. Sweet. The legendary Billings. That's right. Health Hills Showdown. So before we get into the uh, recap of the race weekend and preview of the first round, one and rounds one and two of Naha next weekend in beautiful Sunnyside, Washington, let's talk a little bit fantasy. Uh, Of course, I missed Supercross again this week. I was... Doing family stuff, so missed a race. So, Joel, what all went down in Supercross? You probably missed it too. You well, race. Well, I'm in the I'm in the riders meeting out there in Billings, and we're an hour different. Well, we're in the same time as the race was, and I'm like, damn it, picks. If I would have just had 14 minutes better timing to forget it and just let my picks <laughs> from last week go, I probably would have scored 90 points. Oh. But nope. I went in and quickly changed them and then sucked. But uh, I didn't get to see any of it. I saw a few highlights. Uh, Colby, did you get to watch oh, it yeah. or, or no? Yeah, I watched. It was fun. I'm, okay, I mean, question, question one. Did the guy get back up after his legs got caught? He did. He walked away. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. That guy walked yeah, away? Yeah, he actually got back on his bike and rode off. Uh, I, don't, I think the race might have been over. By the time he got untangled, I can't recall. They went to wow. commercial or something. Um, I think. Um, yeah, think it was it was right at the out, end of the race. That's right. So they went to commercial and they came back and they showed him getting up and whatever. 
Well, at least he got it. I think uh, from here on out, whenever we see someone that we think is going to die and then you see him ride their bike away, we need to call that Big Thunder. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got a story from this weekend that that some bitch is tough as hell. Holy crap, is Big Thunder tough. So he can't blame it on me this time. Yeah, it wasn't a nitro pilot curse this time. <laughs> uh, uh. No, uh, but no, um, fantasy the, for our points, we had a big shakeup. And for someone that's trying to kind of run a little bit of an uh, event here, you'd think I would know more about the rules, but I don't. <laughs> and I'm learning myself. And um, they're dropping, they dropped your worst points week this week. And now next week, you'll drop your second worst points week next week, okay? So it changed some of the totals here, and I believe that it's up to date on the site. I don't think it's going to happen at the end. I think it already corrected for one week. And we had some big points from some people. Last week, we had big points from others, and it shook up the top five quite a bit. And uh, right now for the year end, uh, our podium right now, third place, is code one five four. He's got seven hundred and forty eight points. Ooh. Second place is Fifty Shades of J. J. Jelnick. I mean, that dude's right been there all freaking. Oh yeah, he has. He's seven hundred and sixty five points. And then first place, Wolf three o three with seven hundred and sixty seven points. So now there's only two points separating first Whoa. and second. Damn. And we had quite the shakeup, even in the top twenty for people. And um, it could even shake up even more now after next week when they drop another one. But uh, pretty awesome what's going on. Uh, For our weekly total, we had a three-way tie for second place. 82 points was by three people. Wow. McNiller, one, two, three, had 82 points. That's a ton of points. Uh Lesus, the ginger Jesus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, awesome job, Lee. He he had 82 points, and I got to tell him in person this weekend how awesome that name is. <laughs> and uh, also, my bud Chad Allfillish, Allfillish three had 82 points. Awesome Jeez. job, Chad. Nice. Uh, Unfortunately, you three are all the first loser because our winner for the week had 91 flipping points, and it was code 154. Jeez. No name Damn. associated to the to the, the tag, but code 154, you have won our weekly prize pack. You had 91 points. Please reach out to one of us on one of our social media handles. Let us know who you are. Give me an address. And eventually, I'm going to mail you something. I'm weeks behind, but I will. I will get it out. It might be winter time, but I I have the list, and and you will get it at some point. But uh, congratulations on 91 points. That is that's freaking awesome, man. Hell yeah, that is. All right, well, let's go to Moto Climb, and we had the uh, first. Let's talk about Big Thunder's get off, since we're uh, calling any nasty oh. crash being Big Thundered here. So, so. We'll fast forward into the 450 main, and uh, man, the whole weekend was just awesome. The 450 main hill, they had several different ideas from what I heard milling around throughout the day, but it ended up being a straight drop with the gates and a straight up the hill that we've seen a lot at the South Hills. And um, you went up the big face, there was one, you know, 
nice size ledge and then some smaller ledges and then it was a left-hander through the lights. Well, in years past, um, when you went up there, you you go up and when you turn left, there was kind of a road gap and then, but it, it was gradual where there's good transitions. Then there was another road gap and then the top was a off-cambered, abrupt road gap to the lights. And it was kind of a, you had to hook a rut on that first left, drive hard, skip, drive hard, and then jump through the lights kind of. Yep. Well, the show ran long, and we didn't really get an opportunity. And I'm sure I could have did it earlier in the day, but I didn't. And I should have went up there and looked, and all of us should have. The top, I mean, not for, for someone of my caliber was not very good at that stuff. It was a flipping minefield. And there wasn't a line a definite line you had to hit a mogul and jump from that mogul and hope you landed on the backside or the top of another one sure. and you couldn't see it when you came around the corner and after i went i i got a jump on dominic on my first round and i came around left ready to just hammer and i grabbed the clutch and i didn't know what to do and i just pulled my front end up and slowly like wheelied and I, I didn't know what I was doing. It was, <laughs> it was really sketchy, but, uh, poor big thunder. I had, then after I went, I had studied it. I, I sit there and looked and I was trying to find the line and I just told myself tonight's not the night for me. It's a moto guy or a crazy guy's finish line, you know, and big thunder came out and was hooking. And when he came around that corner, he was going hard and he, did not do the, the moguls right, and he got a bad get-off. When I was on my way the next time I go up there, he's laying down there, and that bitch did not look good at all. Ouch. And I was like, he was groaning, and it looked bad. Like, it, it did not look good. And I was like, son of a gun, and there was people helping him. I'm like, are you okay? And I was in the way. I just got out of there. All of a sudden, freaking about 15 minutes later, Big Thunder comes down the hill <laughs> on his bike. <laughs> that's, that's where I was like, what? <laughs> and uh, I later went and talked to him. He's like, yeah, I broke some ribs. He's like, I can feel him moving around. I'm oh, like, oh. that's not good. He's like, I, it's for sure. Well, I messaged him today to see if he's okay. He rode the next day <laughs> with broken ribs. I was like, you are too tough for your own good. Like, dude, let them suckers heal, you know? But, oh, uh, but Big Thunder, glad you're still going. But, man, you scared the hell out of me, dude. Oh, yeah. hell. That sounds like a nasty one. Yeah. No, it was, was kind of good. How did your weekend go? Because I came across a picture where the old 31 and the uh, KTM laying on its side there on the open hill. Mm. Yeah, let's just say I didn't have a – an epic weekend. I had a lot of fun, but uh, man, just couldn't get the rides I wanted. I had a couple really, really good rides for the first 75% of the hill. <laughs> and uh, it's just that last 25% where I had to turn left that I had an issue turning left. But um, man, my bikes ran great. And um, I really do like those hills there. I mean, it, there's some epic hills. The, the South Hills, just the dirt and everything is just so fun to ride in. And there's not a lot of rocks, which I really love. I just love when it's not rocky, yeah. you know? Um, we, You know, the the whole event itself, like, I was super nervous because when I got there, it was raining on Friday, and it was muddy, and that stuff is snotty, bad, bad, bad snotty when it's wet. And I was out there one other year. Um, the Big Sky got canceled one year because it just wouldn't stop raining. 
but it stopped raining on Friday and um, Saturday. It wasn't windy. That's the weird thing. It's always windy there. It was not yeah. windy, but it got sunny. And they postponed the start from one to two, and then they postponed it to three. And then about one o'clock, they're like, "Ooh, we think it's going to be good at two. And um, I actually even questioned Dan. I was like, "Dude, you should wait till three. But they were right. They were exactly right to start it when they did, um, because it was a big show. The hard enduro had um, a prologue. Uh, there. Uh, uh, prologue and I, I still don't exactly understand the nuts and bolts of how all that works but um it was basically like a qualifier okay or they and and don't quote me on the don't quote me on the um hard enduro specifics i was kind of focusing on the hill climb part yeah. of it or the moto climb part of it but as um, you should that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and my beautiful wife and two kids were there and we were we were doing our thing too or whatever. But basically what I got the gist of is they there was 92 people for the hard enduro that they each got two runs at a modified hard enduro section which was a hill climb and then they took the top 32 from that prologue and they ran a side by side and then by that it determined seating. Okay? Because I think they start in flights or rows yeah. or whatever, and uh, it was really cool. They're <laughs> they're on stock bikes, obviously, and um, not many four strokes. I don't know. I think maybe I saw like a couple. Yeah. And uh, what their hill was, I'm sure everybody saw online. But they started perpendicular to the hill. There was about uh, maybe a four and a half foot completely vertical wall with absolutely no transition yeah. that you started about maybe eight feet from a dead stop behind. And you had to wheelie into that and get up and over that. And then there was like a big cement uh, culvert that was like a, probably another four foot culvert, but they had dirt on both sides of it. So you could get up and over it, you know? And then when you came down from that, you had to take a dead right into the hill and it was either the farthest one to make it or, the fastest time over the hill and I'll be damned, but they, not many of them didn't go over. It was impressive. The talent that they had and uh, what they were able to do on their, you know, hard enduro bikes was epic. And, um, one of our own, uh, actually there was several hill climbers that did it. The Jelnicks did it. Um, Austin Tyler did it. Uh, Logan Sapala did it. And, um, for Austin, he had to go first in the, oh. in the, out of the 92 Ouch. and he did really well. And then, um, Logan had to go third and then the Jelnicks, they were mixed in and I think their friend did it as well. But, um, I'll be damned. I think Logan ended up qualifying in the top five for that. Yeah. Damn. Which out of 92 people that most of them are paid to ride a dirt bike. <laughs> that is, uh, that's a statement. And I, obviously it was a hill climb that you know, we specialize then, you know, yeah. but, uh, uh, I mean to take a, he had, he had a, his 350, which is a moto bike and nobody else had that bike. That tells you that's not the best bike for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was super proud of him cause it was, um, to put yourself out there like that, that's tough. Him and Austin and the Jelnicks and everybody like hats off to you guys for doing that. I wasn't man enough to do it. I was scared to death of it. I'm not, that's not me. So, but, uh, it was really, really cool to Back watch Back up that. one sec. So you messaged us that Logan just set fast time 
And that was only after two people. <laughs> that was after the second round. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I'll no. Say. He held. He held fast time with his first summit for quite a while, nice. and then he got beat, and then he beat it the second wow. round, and that held for. I mean, I think it was probably into like the 40s or 50s before someone beat him. And I think only, I don't know the exact, but I think only a few beat him. I mean, it was, it was pretty flipping epic. Well, but it would have been four been, people I mean, beat obviously, him. Yeah, I don't know how he actually <laughs> okay, finished. Okay. I, I didn't actually look that up. I just knew it was pretty high. So, but um, it was pretty cool. So then he made it into the side-by-side. Well, then their side-by-side, the top 32, they started by the light pole by the scorer's announcer up on cement pillars or not pillars, but there's probably like two foot cement blocks around this light pole that are elevated. They went up on those and it were in a start position. They dropped off those. They went down into a ditch and they had about probably 12 feet from the drop off down the ditch. And there was one of those cement K rail walls there with zero dirt in front of it. And you had to wheelie up and trans and transfer over that, cement yep. wall and when you landed it was a straight up hill climb up the verticross hill cool wow. and it was cool i mean it was really cool how talented they were and uh logan won his first race and then lost to i think the guy that won in a second but um it was it was pretty neat when i talked to him he said he'd never went over one of those cement k walls before on a dirt bike so <laughs> that's cool <laughs> what a way to do it in front of about 500 people first, all first screaming and hollering, you know man yeah <laughs> but uh no i thought it was really neat and um just uh the whole combination that matt and the people involved melding those two disciplines i thought it was really cool and um you know there was a little bit of a different atmosphere with the hard enduro people and, you know, as hill climb people, I think we're a little bit more laid back because we're not battling each other for the most part, except for on side by side, we're battling a clock, you know, it's a little different. Yeah. And I, and this is just my opinion, but they seem to be a little bit more rebellious, like the crowd itself. Okay. And um, when I was at the hotel, uh, I was going down in the morning to get something and I got in the elevator and there was two people in Sherco team shirts or whatever. And I was wearing my, my pit shirt or whatever, you know, and they were asking if I was here for the race. I'm like, yep. I said, I, I'm on the hill climb side of it, not the hard under. And they're like, Oh, and the, the lady's like, Oh, we're excited to watch that. We hear it's a dying sport. And I'm like, Hmm. Well, that's not what we want to hear. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, I just said to them, I said, you know, where you're going to race today, hill climb's been going on for over a hundred years there. And I'm like, we've been around for a long time and not really going anywhere. I'm like, we ride for crowds of, you know, thousands of people all across the country. And they're like, oh no, we did, we think it's cool. You know, they weren't negative about it, but I just thought that it was funny that their description of it was, was yeah, that. Dying sport. And uh, yeah, well then when I, I was, maybe that's why I was a little tainted, you know? Well then when we were out there, the People were nice. I, I didn't actually go up and talk to a lot of the people. I'm just kind of getting the vibe of the whole situation. But it was a definite different crowd. Like, uh, just rebellious and a little bit more hooting and hollering. And, and like, we were down there for the activities at night. And, like, the riders are in the crowd. And they're doing stoppies. And they're, like, 
standing their bike up and spinning 360 wheelies in the crowd and just doing all this stuff. And I just thought to myself, you know, this is probably a little bit newer sport than hill climb. And, you know, for as long as we've been around, lawyers have been doing everything they can to stop us. (laughs) And we, every year we lose uh, events because of people doing stupid things. And every riders meeting that I'm at, I'm reminded that don't do dumb things. Don't do stupid (laughs) things. And I was a little jealous because they were just doing stupid things. Yeah. Yeah. They were just being idiots. You know, it's like, it's like if I were to take the super Duke out and do a whole shot right next to the crowd and then put it up on its back wheel and spin it around in front of a bunch of people with their dogs and stuff, I'm going to get the frick kicked out of there. But they thought it was awesome, you know? And, uh, and I was like, you know, it's kind of like they're a younger, you know, a little bit more energetic just atmosphere to it, but it, maybe I was completely off in that assumption, but it was fun to be a part of that. And um, I had no idea, like they were, there were their, their teams, like the Sherco team had a, one of those big $20,000 or maybe 50, I don't know, those huge tent awnings, like a, you would have on a semi. It was, it was really cool, you yeah. know? And um, it was neat just to meld those two. And uh, that night in the open class, when I was, trying to pretend I knew how to ride an open bike, which I didn't. Uh, Max, I can't remember his name. The guy with a big cowboy hat and the sweet mustache comes up. He's like, dude, would you wear a GoPro? And I'm like, yeah, I'll do anything. And they're like, oh, don't say that to him. And I'm like, no, throw it on. And and uh, he's like, first time I've ever rode an open bike. I'm hooked. I love hill climbing. And he, and then later I saw he was announcing the side-by-side. So he must have had some play on the hard enduro. Just a cool dude and just like super positive and full of energy. And um, like I love that. And that's what I saw in the open class was people like that a lot. And hats off to um, Dan and Kevin and and Matt and Cord and all the members. They did it right with the open class. That flipping hill (laughs) – we're screaming. It was it was the freaking. They were they were opened up. Like I saw Jared Anderson levitate. Like that his Super Duke. He scared the hell out of me. And you know, last week's episode with the throat smasher, it kind of resonated with me when we was talking about I went there to win and just his killer mentality. Yeah. And I think that maybe the Throat Smasher inspired some people this last weekend. <laughs> Good. Because I saw some sins, boy. I saw some big sins. And yeah. um, it was it, it kind of reminded me of that. Like, man, we can send it. That's what we have in that sport. And give give that open class the opportunity to just put every ounce of power we got to the ground and scream through some of those ledges. And it's a show. And I'll tell you right now, there was a show and there was a good crowd. People were super into it. And it was electric when that open class was going. And it was because they heard those bikes. They heard Revlimiter. They heard inlines, twins, big singles, everything just rip. I mean, it was awesome. You know, sweet. Do you think, do you think having that other breed of, uh, you know, the hard enduro guys there may have inspired some guys to go a little harder, just having the peers there to like show them up or show off to maybe. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it was, it, it was a, you know, 
the last few years I've noticed that at that place, they've been getting a little bit of a crowd here and there. Nothing like they ever used to have, nothing like Devils, but there's been a little bit more of a crowd. Well, there was twice the riders there. I mean, now with the Enduro, uh, the Hard Enduro and us, the pit was completely full. I sent, I put a picture on Instagram that was on Friday, and it was that was about half full compared to what it was. There was just a lot of people there because of the riders that were right, there. Wow. You know, so... Whenever you're there and you're a part of that, when don't you want to just send it? I mean, it was, you know, like you said, Colby, people want to put a show on, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah, definitely. All right. Speaking of uh, Kevin Bromshek and Dan, uh, Joel. Yeah. You got to get an interview with them guys at the, uh, oh, dude, up on top of the hill there before, before the racing no, began. We're, we're down in the pits. Down in the pits. What's this? This is with Kevin and Dan. We're down in the pits, and this is when I was thinking that maybe this might not happen because it was wet. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Well, let's see what, what Kevin and Dan had to say. All right, everybody. We're out here at the Billings Motorcycle Club. We're standing looking at the hill. I'm with two legends. I got Kevin Brumenschink and Dan the Man. We're looking at the hill. Guys, what do you think of the conditions? Oh, right now we're looking at about half to an inch of rain from yesterday and uh all of dan and i's plans have kind of gone out the window we're calling audibles left and right and uh trying to do our best to get this thing ready by midday i tell you if you're calling audibles i like what i see for quarterbacks here dan what kind of audible are you thinking about throwing here yeah we're not quite sure yet but we'll see after qualifying you guys think it's going to dry out so we're going to be racing fast today you know we are confident that we will have a, a rideable hill by you know two or three o'clock today and the sun's out and if only the wind would come up like every other day in Billings, Montana. It, it'll, it'll dry up a little bit. Well, I like, hey, we, we can't thank you guys enough for all your time and energy. It's just such a fun sp- spot to race. And, man, thank you guys for everything you do for the sport. We're all so excited to be here. Uh, we'll check back later. Thanks, guys. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Those two guys, I mean, they're the nicest guys, and they put so much time and energy into our sport. Just thanks Kevin and Dan, like, man, it it's such a pleasure just to be walking on the same ground as you guys. It was awesome. They did such a great job, and they really did good on the hill layouts and their prep work. They had uh, equipment out there scraping the bottom. They did everything. That, that was just awful conditions, and they really, really pulled it off well, I thought. Good. Yeah, it seemed I'm to turn out pretty it well. Off. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks yeah. when it, you know, rains in a place is a disaster, and you're just hoping that mother nature cooperates and get a good show on but yeah you know hill climbing rain or shine so it's gonna go on no matter what the conditions are for the most part yeah no uh, most definitely and uh you know it's just so funny that dirt out there that bent night it's just so weird like the until you experience it it's just it's not right what it does. Like it, we never should have been able to climb over that hill. Like I don't, I can't explain it. Like it was, you couldn't even walk up it. And three hours later, we're running four fifties over the top like nothing. It's just, it's just nuts, you know. Well, is it like I'm imagining like when you see the pictures and stuff? I've never been there. That it's kind of sort of looks like it'd be like Portland cement when it gets wet. Kind of like up in Munson. Yeah, that 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 yeah, soil up like there that. gets like a cement it's, consistency. Yeah, it's like greasy and sticky when it's wet, and um, it dries quick, though. Like, when it's on your bike, when you go run, when you come back, if you don't wipe it off when it's wet, when it dries, like, you can't get it off. You have to, like, scrub it off because it just – it's it's a form of a – I think that's what they, like, seal wells with is bentonite. Okay. And uh, mm. the, the weird part is, is 
it, it gets wet on the surface, but then it doesn't like leach in. Like when for the great American in the summer, you know, it's desert out there. They'll water that hill for three months. Like they'll put thousands and thousands of gallons of water on that. They pull the waterers off and halfway through the day, it's a dust bowl. I mean, it just, it's the weirdest thing you ever seen. Hmm. It, it just, wow. And then that's, what's so weird. Like out there is where the washes, like where the loose dirt has came down and, and it's, and it's just a pile of loose dirt that gets like mucky. Right. Okay. And then when that's wet, it like bogs you down and you can't get any drive through it. And you're trying to get into the, where there's grass or where the ledges are. And then where the ledges are, there's usually really good traction because water is constantly leaching out of the ledges okay. and it stays tacky there. So that's where it's like, when you're going, you just gotta stay with it till you're Till you can't go, because if you make it just another foot, you might make it over. It's just <laughs> <laughs> and hats. And speaking of that, on my first 450 ride, it was pretty muddy. I think only maybe a half a dozen people made it over the first round of the 450 class. And I'm getting ready to go, and a local guy, Jordan Schmidt, walks up, and he's like, "Dude, just whatever you do, don't let out of it because it's just gonna come. Like, make sure you stay in it till you can't." And sure as shit, like. <laughs> I'm going up the hill wide open and I thought I was going backwards. I was going so slow, but I could see, you know, when you're going slow, you can see everything. I could see up ahead of me, it's money. So I'm like, just get me there, get me there. And then as I'm coming out of the muck, my bike just, and right over the top I went, it was just nuts. It's just, you have to know that's what comes with riding there a few times and nice guys like, Jordan coming and reminded me to just not give up. <laughs> nice. So thanks, Jordan. That's probably because of you. I made it over the first time, but I, I owe it to you. I yeah. guess so. that's right. I mean, just you never give up anyway in a hill climb. You just go and go <laughs> until you fall over. That's it's it. tough not giving up when you're going towards something that's straight up and down. That's the tough part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's something we uh, don't get a whole lot of here on the East Coast. So no, well, you do, but it's you're going a freaking thousand miles an hour when you hit it. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah, and you're jumping off a, you know, road gap into that near vertical. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. At 90 miles well, an hour. While we're talking about people that are really a good part of this club and everything, I also talked to Cord Mitchell. And uh, Cord, just to set up a little bit, is involved in a lot of things at the Billings Motorcycle Club. He's the guy you see up on the hill. He's kind of usually like the head official. Cord's the guy that called me out of bounds on my best ride of my life. I don't, you know, <laughs> he saw what he saw, but God dang it, Cord, I wasn't out of bounds, you sucker. But uh, <laughs> but he does a lot for that club. He, uh, man, I just, really good guy to put all of his time in. I, I think he still owns Destination X, which was a KTM dealer out there. I, it wasn't in Billings. I can't remember where it was, but uh, he's a KTM guy. That's why I can't not, I gotta, I gotta love uh, all the KTM guys stick together. <laughs> but I saw Cord up on the hill when I was walking. My hands were all full of mud because I had to like crawl up the damn hill to get there. And then I said, hey, I want to talk to you, Cord. So th this is where we're talking to Cord a little bit. All right. Let's see what Cord had to say. All right, guys. Stand on top of one of the most beautiful spots in all of Montana. Stand on top of the Motoclimb 450 open hill lights i'm standing next to a legend a man himself mr cord mitchell cord how are you doing today good so cord here for people that know is heavily involved in making all these hill climbs happen out here the great american the big sky now the moto climb cord how many people you think are involved in making this happen oh it's the entire club and then beyond you know matt and his whole group 
um, you know, just the whole community of hill climbers right. make it happen. I mean, we put our effort in, and then they, they're always contributing themselves, even though they're not members. So everybody. That's awesome. How, I mean, is this 10 people, 100, 1,000? How many people do you think are involved in this? Oh, 100 guys at least. I really? mean, wow. It, it's, a, it's a big effort. I mean, you look at what goes on, and just on the club side of it, um, it, it's a huge effort with the club between the Great American, the Big Sky, and the the Moto Hill Climb. I mean, it's 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 a lot of people involved to see it happen. So. Cool. Uh, one exciting thing last year was it exciting to see the nitro uh, get the fumes out at the hill here? Were you a fan of that or no? Yeah, you know, we always are. I, I always love seeing that stuff. You know, unfortunately, we don't really allow it much with the club just for a safety reason and right. with the club liability, but yeah. it's always fun to see that. That's You cannot not like that. And that's Yeah, and that's what I think is cool. Like, I go coast-to-coast hill climbing, and uh, every place has its own parameters. And the cool mm-hmm. thing is it's an epic race out of whatever parameters you find. Yeah. Now, I got to tell you, I was excited when I saw Austin's bike without a chain wheel and a paddle. That was something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, guys will go both ways, you know, and it's, it's fun to see both ways. Yep. It's, it's just fun to see the whole thing happen. Yep. Well, hey, thanks for all your efforts, all your time, all the club members' time and energy. Nothing happens without just a bunch of people volunteering their days to come out work. Thank you so much from yeah. everybody at Nitro Mud. Giving a handshake here, a dirty one. I was just climbing up the hill, but thanks, Cord. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hell yeah. Man, it's cool to get him on, and I just can't stress enough how many people help make you know all events happen, but especially at the Billings Motorcycle Club, there's just a ton of people, and they're volunteering their time there. You know, yeah. just always remember that when you're at these places. People, their kids wanted them to go do something else, most likely, but they're there helping, you know? That's like, right. That's, that's really nice of them, you know? All right. First, yeah. I got a couple things for you here, Joe, with okay. that. You could definitely tell, did you walk all the way up that hill? Because you, oh, you were puffing and puffing until <laughs> you got there for that interview. Yeah. <laughs> Cowboy, I had to climb up a rope to get up there. That's how oh, steep it is. Like, I, 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 I was crawling with my hands and... And feet digging in the mud, trying to get up that hill. Yeah, I, I, I was barely caught my breath. Yeah. See, and that—that's why I don't walk hills because it just—it wears you out way too much, and you can't race it. You're yeah. done. You are much less well, enthusiastic in that interview. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm just trying to set set the stage. I mean, when I'm standing there, I, I ain't lying. It's one of the most beautiful sights. The Yellowstone River comes down towards the club grounds and makes a turn awesome. right away from you. And it on the other side of that river is the town of Billings. And you're up on a plateau looking across it. It, I mean, you can see, I guess, in that one picture I have on Instagram, it's flipping beautiful. I mean, it is so cool. Nice. Just how picturesque. And then you just think of all the memories made in that club grounds in a hundred and some years. Yeah, that crazy. is so flipping cool. You know, yep. just awesome. And then the, the other thing I had for you, you only gave him a handshake where you, did we scare you off with all the shoulder stories or or what? You weren't <laughs> high-fiving him, huh? <laughs> you, you know, it's always your thing Cord to high-five. And you... Cord and I are both uh, ProMasters uh, uh, competitors, and I, <laughs> I I thought maybe there was a shoulder issue, you know, so I that's why I went for the handshake. All right. <laughs> Good call. Good call. And, yeah. and the yeah. third thing I need to pick on you, you, you bust on KTM, and we said the other day about – a boat is break out another thousand. You know what KTM stands for, right? Uh, no. Keep throwing money. 
<laughs> I can't uh I can't call you a liar, Cobweck. I cannot call you a liar right now. <laughs> uh from what I went through in my hydraulic clutch, uh hundreds of dollars were misspent there, but we got her now. So oh man, that's funny. <laughs> Keep throwing money. Keep, Keep throwing, throwing money. money. Oh man. You gotta use the right combination of baby oil and mineral spirits and them clutches <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah. yeah no good stuff but man no we're uh that was the both the open hill and the 450 hill finish at the same point but they just start off completely different there on the what they ran on on saturday so mm-hmm. that's where we were standing when we were talking yeah but. Cool. Next time I'll wait a few minutes before I talk. Okay. To no, it's, I'll try it's to catch my breath. It's fun to pick on you, but that—that's. If it would have been that... thirty seconds earlier, I would have been like. <gasps> <gasps> well, at least you caught your breath. I'd still be catching my breath if I had to climb up that hill. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, trust me. After the riders' meeting, I went and I stood by Matt's side by side, hoping that he was going to go up top and I was going to get a ride up and walk down. <laughs> but after a while, I'm like, nobody's coming. I got to walk up. This <laughs> well, that's the. That's where like Freemansburg, oh, you guys make that mistake and you try and walk up Freemansburg. You know, if you wait, they take a truck up to the top of all the hill workers. They yeah. just walk down. Yeah, that's pretty smart. Yeah. That's yeah. At, at Carnegie, that's what they did too, and I caught on pretty quick. I talked to the Meads and they're like, Yeah, I have a buddy to give you a, a buck up there and then just walk down it. And I'm like, Ooh, that's that's a lot better. Yeah. That's that's way nicer than walking up and walking down. Yeah, I like it's that. always better to come down than go up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do I do appreciate that they let you go and walk the hills though. Yeah. Cause man, I, I am somebody where I need to know exactly what's going on. And still then I might not have a chance at doing the right thing, but I like to know in my mind what's up there. You know, I, I was the opposite. I never wanted to know what was there. <laughs> I can appreciate that. If too, I, I knew understand. what was there, then I think about it and I'd run right into it. Yeah. 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 I can, I, I, I would valid point. feed right for it. So, I just figured yeah. it was better not to know what was there and just deal with it when it came at 100 miles an hour. Something tells me the throat smasher didn't walk the hills. He probably <laughs> said, had that same mantra. I, I don't think he like, never walked the hills, no. Yeah, he's probably like, I don't care what's up there. I'm going to go freaking 80 miles yeah. an hour through it. Even if he knew what was there, he still didn't care. He just was going <laughs> to wide open through whatever. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, it's they weren't so, lying. He never shut off for anything. I believe it. I believe it. Never. No, I, every video I've seen of him, it's just balls out. Yeah, he, he would turn it to the stops and go, and even then it wasn't enough. I'm pretty sure he probably twisted throttles around on the bars a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, dude's oh, incredible. man. But you got some other uh, good interviews, too, uh, out there, Yeah, Joel. Well, we can talk a little bit about, do you want to talk yeah. a little bit about the 450 qualifier? I have yeah. the unofficial results from the 450 qualifier. Let's do it. Do you want top 10 now, and then we can talk about the hill, or you want me to talk about the hill? Let's first? do the top 10 now, and then let's talk about the hill for the qualifier. Okay, so top 10, this is unofficial. I don't have, the official results have to be still uh, sorted out, but 10th place was there was well first off there was 60 riders in the 450 qualifier and exactly 30 of them recorded a time okay okay so, so half. Ha- half the class di- didn't make it over so it was you know pretty tough hill and the conditions did not help and i will say 
that's the one bummer about a mud race is your draw. Yeah. It really increases your odds. Yes, the last does. 10 guys that went, they had a completely different hill than the first 10 guys that went. I mean, completely Yeah, especially with that many so, bikes hitting the hill in one you round. Know, I, I, yeah, and, and, you know, 60 bikes sounds like a lot, but if we're out there, it's not. A lot of times we're over 100 on a class on those hills, and when it's dry and there's 100 bikes on the hill, that hill will change, and sometimes it's good to be like the 10th guy because the hill will go away. Conditions like these with only 60 bikes, you wanted to be – the 120th guy to run that hill. And that guy had a, a distinct advantage, I will say. Um, but what are you going to do? You can't change the conditions, you know? Yeah. So, but I'm saying that because I, there's some guys that were pretty bummed and they, they didn't have the finishes they wanted and, and they had early draws and dude, like you just got to do what you can with what you're given. Yeah. We all have the same odds, you know? So chin up, you know, and you get two but, chances on qualifying. Yeah. Two, 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 the qualifying is like a typical um, class. Okay. So they, the West format, they run the first ride, and then you go right back, and you run the second ride right away. Okay. There's no break in between rides. They always do an entire class all in one. Okay. But uh, we'll just do the top 10. Is that cool, Cowboy? Sure, let's do it. All right. Top 10. So 10th place is Robert Wilson out of uh, California. Okay. Ninth place is the flipping legend himself on a brand new bike with Almost no work. Kirk Mueller, the number 49, my bud, Mueller Motorsports. Nice. Ninth, nice qualifier. Good job, Kirk. Eighth was Ty Cat, Tyler Cardwell from Billings. Seventh was Brad Cowan from Billings. Sixth was Chance Jarvis from Billings. Fifth was Dustin McCombs from Billings. Fourth, Logan Mead from California. Okay. Uh, second, Ryan Galagos from Wyoming. Oh, I was one off. That's why I just counted. (laughs) Galagos was third. I'm sorry, guys. Second was Logan Sapala from Wisconsin. And first was Austin Tyler from Billings, Montana. And let me tell you, Austin's ride, wow. That dude was flipping, hauling the mail. I mean, uh he came out and on that hill, when you guys watched it on Instagram, we came over like a tabletop and then there was a saddled tabletop. And mm. what they wanted was they wanted you to come over hard and reel the berm and go hard into the hill. Okay. Well, the issue was, is the way it was laid out and they didn't know when they were laying it out, but we found out after some rides is when you came around that corner, you were on the left side of the hill when you're on the outside. That's where all the mud was. And even if you came around that corner and railed it with all that momentum, it was tough to keep that momentum up through the mud. And it was faster when in the er, you know in the earlier part of the race, before it all got dried out and ran over, was to not jump the second jump, ride it, cut in way short, and then stay out of the mud. And you didn't get much of a drive on the bottom, but like Ryan Gallagos, he had like no drive on the bottom when he did that. He cut way in, and then he kept accelerating through the hill because he wasn't going through the mud. And okay. um, that's where it's kind of fun, those hills, because there's multiple lines. Well... By the end, it dried out, and Austin just freaking went for it. I mean, he scrubbed so hard on the first jump, I thought he was going to land upside down. Yeah. He came he came over the second jump and landed on the rev limiter and never let off. 
just hucked it around that corner and gone. And I mean, he put one down. I, I, it was pretty. It was pretty ridiculous. It was a good ride, and um, it, he he earned that number one qualifier because it was a one hell of a ride. So yeah. good. Hats off to him. But before that ride, I got to talk to Logan because he was leading. He had a early earlier draw, and he was leading for a long time uh, up until that point. And Austin rode uh, two from the end, so that was <laughs> <laughs> that was a good spot to be. Tyler Cardwell had a pretty late draw. There was a, there were some pretty fast guys at the end, so. Yeah. It was uh, cool. it was interesting, but we can listen to Logan's interview, the first one I had about his qualifier run, if you want. All right, let's hear what the eight ninety five had to say after round number one of qualifying. All right, Nitro fans, sitting here right now, we got uh, we're about a little over halfway, three quarter way through the qualifying for the four fifty class round two at Moto Climb Super Series. Yeah, the old thirty one, he made it over a couple times, but uh, doesn't know how to turn left, so we'll see what happens. But um. Sitting right next to me, two-time Motocline Series champion, Logan Sapala. And uh, Logan, right now you're sitting in the lead. So you had a smoking run, 15 seconds. How hard is it to sit here and just watch now? I don't think I've stopped shaking since I came down the return trail. <laughs> I feel ya. Dude, you had a smoker. Almost nobody made it over the first round. You turn a 15-second ride. Awesome. Uh, do you think the hill's going to just keep getting faster? Yeah, all day long it's getting faster. The mud's going away and the nice sticky, tacky dirt's coming up. Would you say it's an accurate statement that people should be pre- prepared to be buelled in the open class? I've got a good feeling we're going we're gonna to hear that today. <laughs> all right, I like it. Well, ho- hope your time stands and good ride and keep it going. Yeah, thank you. Nice. I was like, that was my Karnak for you old timers with Johnny Carson. That was my Karnak there. <laughs> that was a prediction. Would you have a, yeah. set, but, uh, you have a set of Buell keys up there? And Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the qualifier hill uh, last year at the Moto Climb, I thought that that qualifier hill was probably one of the funnest hills I got to ride all season because of the flow of it. This one would probably be right up there just the mud kind of ruined it so you didn't get those two exact rides to really perfect it but okay. um super fun hill it was it was awesome and the, for what they had they really did a great job putting it together so hats off to everybody there nice 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 so that after the 450 i'm just trying to help my wife out because my, my wife was being super mom and we had our two little kids out there. So I threw them in the stroller. I'm trying to get them to go to sleep in the stroller. No luck. And I'm walking <laughs> by a guy that I really like to watch. And I uh, I like following him on Instagram. He's uh, freaking, I don't know if he's better on a snowmobile or better on a dirt bike. But I walked by the trailer. And I was like, I got to talk to this guy. So I got one more. I got another interview here, Cowboy. This is a guy that really has been stepping up the last few years. And he's we got nothing but exciting things coming from this guy. All right. Let's hear what he has hey, to everybody say. here with a super fast dude. It's three nines in a row. We all know him. It's flipping Miller time. Mason Miller, dude, how are you today? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Now, we've been watching you on freaking snow all winter, just going nuts. Yep. What's it like in the dirt? Man, the dirt's feeling good. You know, riding that 400 pound sled comes to this, and, you know, you get on these open bikes, and that's where I feel at home, you know? I mean, those sleds and the power of them just. 
relates to the open bike and that's what i feel gives me the upper hand with that so hell yeah dude it's super fun and i'm excited and winter was killer had a lot of fun and put probably 3,000 miles on a sled so now it's time to put it down on a dirt bike i suppose huh nice nice so just for the fans i already know this number but what percent chance we're gonna see wfo on the saprilia Oh, every freaking time. I can tell you that. <laughs> All right, dude. Here, high five. Go kill him, dude. Good luck. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. All right. Awesome. There you go. You got the high five that time, Joel. Hell yeah. Well, yeah. yeah he's competition. A young guy can high five him. Maybe a spur a shoulder injury. I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, at the American Hill Climb ones, Colbs, if I do these, you need to do the post-interview interview. interview. <laughs> Because I, I swear, like, when I was walking away, I heard those guys say, that is the goofiest son of a bitch I've ever heard before. <laughs> what the hell is his issue? <laughs> Probably wouldn't uh, get much of a different response. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. You uh, no. were getting uh, – you were telling us at the beginning of the show, Joel, that they, they you walked up to ask to talk to Mason, and they're like, didn't want to let him go. They didn't know who you were, and then you said you were from Nitro <laughs> Mud, and like – well, hell yeah, he wants to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who dat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a little bit of that new number, who dis, when I asked her where Mason was, you know. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, no, it was uh, really nice uh, at the event. Um, man, I had a bunch of riders come up and that listened to the show and said some real nice things. And, and thanks for that, guys. Like, we – we're doing this because we love the sport too. And um, it was really nice. In fact, a guy that came up to me and scared the hell out of me was a former guest to team Peterson's own, the big unit, Carson Lloyd, yeah. son of a gun. <laughs> he is big. I mean, Oh my, he, I put my hand out and I'd like to think that I have a firm handshake. Carson about broke my hand. Like that guy, it was like, it enveloped my hand. And he gave me a squeeze like he was trying to get a dollar bill out of my pocket. Like, I look out when you shake his hand. That is a handshake right there. But uh, what a cool guy, just super positive and energetic. And he had a great day. Um, that was one of the first times he said he had rode an open bike there. And I didn't get to see his rides on open bike, but he, he, he did it. He got, I think he top 10 on it. Great. And 450, he was just honking on the 450. I mean, man. He, uh, he ended up racing Austin for third, I believe, or um, I can't remember. Him and Austin went head-to-head, -head, and, man, that's – he got him out, and that's – not many people can say they've taken Austin out. That, Austin Tyler, that was that was a good race. So Hell yeah. thanks for coming up and saying hi, and congratulations on the good run. Well, here, now, now that you have Mason in person and you saw the third smasher on TV and you know Big Thunder, who's bigger? Carson oh, Lloyd, well, the throat smasher – or Big Thunder? I haven't seen the Throat Smasher in person, and I'm scared close. to insult him. So I'm, I got to say, the Throat Smasher is bigger because Carson Lloyd's a nice guy, and he could rip my head off at a, at a whim, but I don't think he would just by his demeanor. He seemed pretty nice. But when you got the nickname, the Throat Smasher, I'm always going to say that you're the biggest guy. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, Talking about uh, the show a little bit, we had a big uprising this week, boys. We did. Everybody my wife... really enjoyed that last episode. <laughs> well, no, my wife listened to an episode. Oh, your wife listened to an episode? <laughs> oh. Holy crap. <laughs> I, I mean, you want to talk about, uh, she said, I listened to an episode. And I'm like, wow. And 
She's like, I laughed. And I was like, I, it couldn't have been anything I said. And she liked it when we picked on Logan, Logan being bad at fantasy. That was her favorite part. <laughs> yes. uh, but I was like, holy mackerel, so that's, that's a big compliment. You guys have no idea. She, I'm the biggest nerd in the world, according to my wife. So that, was, that was quite the compliment. So. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah. But uh, open class – you know what? We better pay some sponsors. Yeah, we need huh, to. Boys? We need to do some uh, sponsor do break here. So let's uh, hear from our great sponsors and take a little bit of a break, boys. We'll be back in a couple minutes. All right. The JS5 extensions are strong enough for any racer on any bike. With their custom snail adjusters and sliding one-piece chain guide, making changes is now a breeze. Even though these are the best looking extensions in the industry, JS5 also gives you the option of engraving your number or logo on the side of each extension at no additional charge. Trusted by champions and built by a champion. Hey Nitro and Mud fans, my name is Jay Salstrom and I approve this message. What's up Nitro and Mud fans? Professional hill climber and owner of Lace Bell Co., Joseph Allnett here. Are you tired of wearing your average, bulky, and uncomfortable belt? If so, today is the day to make the switch to a lace belt. Tested and worn daily by action sports athletes across the United States, the lace belt is the most versatile, simple, and effective shoelace belt on the market. Offered in over 30 different colorways, you'll be sure to add a personal touch of style to any daily fit you wear. On top of our lace belts, we also offer a large selection of high-quality clothing options designed and tested by top action sports athletes. For Nitro and Mud listeners only, we are offering you 15% off your order using the promo code NITRO on lacedbelt.com. Again, that is the code NITRO for 15% off your order on lacedbelt.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on our social media at lacedbelt.co to stay up to date with our athletes and new product offerings. If you're looking for entirely unique, made-to-order, one-of-a-kind graphics for your dirt bike, snowmobile, or rocket ship, look no further than Black Diamond MX. Have you ever heard, if you look good, you ride good? Well, here at Black Diamond MX, that's our motto, and we are the one-stop shop for all your look-good needs. From apparel, moto graphics, or jersey prints, we've got you covered. And for Nitro and Mud listeners only, we are offering 15% off your order at BlackDiamondMX.com using discount code NitroMud15 when you check out. That's NitroMud15 for 15% off at BlackDiamondMX.com. Look good, ride good. Hey race fans, the old 31 here to talk to you about where you're going to buy your gear in 2022. I'm sure you're like me and you love high quality and awesome service. I got the spot for you. Rutted Racing. They support hill climb. They support hill climb riders. They support one of the fastest riders in our sport, Logan Sapala. This company rides dirt bikes and has the same passion we do. A lot of their gear items are hand sewn and they put so much love and care into their items. They are dang near custom fit. Here at Nitro and Mud, we're so stoked to have them as our title sponsor. They're offering a promo code for 20% off, Nitro20, at their website, ruddedracing.com. Again, that's Nitro20 for 20% off at ruddedracing.com. Hey everyone, it's Garrett, founder of HydroPower. So the demands for endurance athletes are quite high. By testing many other products, I came short for an answer that checks all the boxes. 
We need something that hydrates us efficiently and energizes throughout intense training and racing. That is where I consulted with Eleni Jorgensen, a professional cross-country mountain biker, registered dietitian, and sports nutritionist to help formulate hydropower. Using the latest in sports nutrition research, as well as our combined expertise in endurance training, we came up with Hydropower. Hydropower is now the premier endurance supplement on the market. The optimum amount of carbs, sugars, electrolytes, and vitamins to fuel and hydrate to perform your best. Our goal is to give the athletes access to industry-leading formulas, to push them further, and to get a leg up against competition. We have a special discount for you listening to Nitro Mud. Go to drinkhydropower.com and use code NITRO15 for 15% off everything on our store. Hell yeah, boys. Just love listening to that sponsor block. Woo-hoo. And everybody out there that listens to the podcast, listens to the show, you got to go out, use these discount codes, go to these companies, support the companies that support our sport. Oh, yeah. Gotta. Most definitely. Gotta. Gotta. And you know, boys, I, I did an interview last night for another podcast, Indian Rider Radio, and got a chance to plug our great sponsors to a whole new audience. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, dude. I caught a glimpse of the teaser earlier today. It sounded pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah I'm going to listen tomorrow at work. You want, want to get that out? And in true Nitro Mud fashion, for Lace Belt, I, I had to plug the Lace Belt beer bongs. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo. Hell yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So, you know, because let's face it, that's the only thing on their website that's going to fit me or I'm going to be able to use is the beer bong. So. <laughs> <laughs> They sell hats, cowboy. Yeah, I got a pretty big head, though. It might not fit my head, you know. It's dude. I'm gonna say these hats are legit, though. I I, I love their. I stuff. know you it's... guys both in the lace hats over there, and and you know, like I'm the kind of guy where like I saw a commercial on Costco and I saw the CEO, and that dude is just legit, like a hardworking guy that does it, and it made me want to support Costco. Joseph is a solid dude. Like that guy, he works his ass off for that label, and. He represents his brand so well. Like, go support people like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. And his social media is just on fire and all the stuff he posts with the laced, the laced logo and stuff foremost, front and center. And Oh, yeah. And, I mean, the dude's just uh, awesome. I mean, just please build a flipping twin and you'll be back. Like, he had that Jixer, and it's like that was he was so good on it. But, man, you put him on a 1190-1290 KTM package or – I don't even want to say the swear word Aprilia, but I mean, you could do that as well, but man, he would just be so, he's such a good rider. I would love to see him out there doing it. Yeah. We'll see. Like, like to see him come back, but I mean, he's got a business he's running. He's busy with that and he's getting big into the moto scene out there. So he's always been big in the moto scene. Well, that's true. Road, but road, road arenas, but you know, one more thing I just wanted to touch on Yeah. Um, with the hard enduro, if we could or whatever, Let's do but, it. um, Matt actually, um, I was asking for some finishes, and he sent me. Let's see if I can find it here. He sent me the finishes for the prologue, which we were talking about before for the hard enduro. Yep. And that was thirty-two people, and out of that thirty-two, I'm trying to see here, looking down. Logan Sapala finished tenth out of the. They're originally 92 people whittled down to 32, and Logan got 10th. And that got him a front row start in the hard enduro, and that's pretty epic, you know? I mean, it is. 
That's that's you're talking, awesome. You're talking factory sponsored riders, and I was bummed. Like, just life's busy, and we had to get back. And after the race Saturday, like, I didn't even I didn't even make the awards because I'm loading up, and we had to freaking shit and get or whatever. But I'm heading back, and I couldn't stay and watch him race the next day. I wanted to so bad because that's just such a cool thing. But we were messaging uh, Logan and some buddies, and I were in a little group message, and we were just asking him, like, you know. What was it like? We heard you were going to have to go up the Great American Hill. We were hoping you are going to have to do everything. And I just kind of want to read a text that he wrote to kind of summarize that, how difficult that hard enduro was. And they're all on stock bikes. Most of them are on 300 two-strokes. And he said, picture any hill we've raced extended bikes on at Billings. They went up all of them. Open hill from last night, Great American, rode down the 450 hill at the Great American, which has a huge wall. That was my part, sorry. Uh, at the, uh, went up probably a 15-foot vert on stock 300s. I mean, 15-foot of vert, that's no joke. No. The talent, when they get going slow, they don't take their feet off the pegs. They hop and bounce and clutch and throttle. I think they basically brace everything you can imagine on the bike to make it strong and just pitch their bikes. He said he watched a dude pitch his bike at the top of a hill, go five feet in the air. It landed on another bike that was stuck and then bounced over the top of the hill. And he said it was cool as F. (laughs) (laughs) And from the little bit I saw, they they get bunched up because there's tough areas that they can't get through. And it's just like any man for himself or woman for herself, whatever, to get through it in any means possible. I mean, that is just crazy. But you know, Logan's done a lot of things. He's one of the top guys in our sport. Like, that's quite the seal of endorsement for how tough it is. Yeah. And then I was laughing after he said that. And I'm like, yeah, we'll probably find out that uh, next year they're not coming back because it was so easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm sure they'll be back. It It's quite the quite the sight there at Billings. And, um, man, just Matt and everybody involved, That was, I thought it was really neat melding those two disciplines thank you again for that there's just so much work that goes into it i mean mark from our irc tire was out there i mean there was lots of people i mean thank you for everybody their support like it's it was really cool you know yep so should we talk open class boys let's talk open class as we talked before that hill was flipping just a screamer and it's so funny when we were walking it with the riders it they they let us start out straight and just charge and it was pretty mucky and loamy at the bottom yeah and and everybody's like oh this is going to be so easy and oh this is all easy well there was you went and there was some it was bumpy and then there was a decent ledge and then it plateaued and then there was another ledge at the top but in that there was a crease that shot to the right okay but the timers were to the left so if you wanted to go really fast, my idea before, which I wasn't going to do, but I, my idea that if you wanted to go really fast was to scream, just miss this one, not like little like bump at the bottom to give you the most drive, go right straight through the, the ledges, just lift all the way through there, put the tire down on that little plateau after the first ledge and then lift hard as hell and try to put the front tire over the top ledge so you didn't jump or whatever. Yeah, that sounds good, but not, you know. 
I wasn't doing it. it sounds easier than it is, huh? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it, it's it's a struggle for me. I don't know if anybody else does, but I I'm not good at a paddle for some reason. My bike and me do not get along with paddles, and it just looked like you had to run a paddle because it was so thick. So I threw a paddle on first ride. I came out. I missed. I hit that damn knob. I didn't want to hit. Hit that. Got got up. Unloaded. I sat it down. Tried to take off, and right when I hit the ledges. The son bitch just stood straight up on me. I couldn't recover. I totally gooned it. Had to put the handlebar in the dirt like you saw, cowboy, and drag it off with my head down. Oh. I even had some. I even had fans at the bottom. I had uh. people cheering for the old guy, and I let him down. It, it was just an awful feeling. But you get another ride, you know. It happens. You get a second yeah. shot. So I went back and threw a tire on, and I said, this son bitch is going. We're, we're stretching cables. No matter what happens, I'm freaking sending it. But at the top... It, it got dark. My second ride, it was flipping dark. And, you know, you can only light so much on that stuff. And I I got freaked. I was going, boys. I had one. Like, I, I, I'm not saying that I wasn't going to win by no means, but I, I, had a, I had a ride going that if I could have finished it, would have got me a check. I came over that first ledge and tried to put my front end down, and I couldn't see the ledge. I couldn't see. I, I freaked. I, it, it was complete ride error, but I freaked and just – completely pooched the whole top oh. and, uh, oh, it's kind of man. bum but man the old little little 990 was freaking on send i was i was happy for the first 75 percent. but <laughs> the cool thing was there was riders there that could see and there was riders there that could ride and they showed us how to do it and uh it was pretty freaking epic austin threw one down pretty big on his uh bandit tyler cardwell as always mr east Mr. Consistent out there. That guy is always right up there. But should we run through the top 10 Let's for do the it. open class? Let's All right. Top 10. So top 10. Excuse me here. I'm on my my phone. Do, 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 do. Come on, Joel. Find it. Okay. Let's go. Oh, that's, oh, <laughs> no, that's overall. Come on. We need intermission music. That's what we need. <laughs> so... It's hard to see on this tenth. There we go. All right, I think this is tenth. Okay, I got it. All right. So there was thirty-one bikes in the open class, and it looks like twenty-five of them registered a time. So, like I said, it was a pretty easy hill for not easy, but for their standards, it was summitable or whatever. But top ten, tenth place. Tristan Alexander from Laurel, Montana. And Tristan is a rider. That dude can ride. I've seen him do some really cool stuff. Ninth place with maybe his open bike debut. The guy I was just talking about, the big unit, Carson Lloyd. Congratulations from Idaho. Nice. Uh, Robert Wilson from California. Eighth place. Congratulations, Robert. Uh, seventh place, Brad Cowan from Billings. Sixth place, Noah Shaver from Billings. And I believe... I believe he was riding Jordan Schmidt's 1190. I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure Noah is a hell of a rider. Fifth place, one of our sponsors, Kirk Mueller. Hell yeah, Fifth place. Kirk. Hell yeah, Kurt. Way to go, buddy. On his 990 Super Duke and looking great. Congratulations, Kirk. Fourth place, Austin Tyler from Billings. Third place, Logan Mead from California. Second place, Tyler Cardwell from Billings, and first place, the flipping machine went one one. Logan Sapala yeah, from Ellsworth, Wisconsin. Congratulations! Hell yeah, way to go, Logan. So then, while we're talking about finishes, we'll just go through the overall. 
All right. So for the the overall, so there's 50 points available, 25 from each class. Logan got all 50. <laughs> <laughs> so first place for Logan. Second place was Logan Mead with 42 points. Third place was Tyler Cardwell with 38. Fourth place was Carson Lloyd with 32. And fifth place was Austin Tyler with 30. And there was 26 people that recorded points in the series out of the overall. Cool. So wow. that's pretty cool. But, uh, but yeah, my name is on the list somewhere. We won't say where, <laughs> but it's, it, it's, there. it's somewhere. It's somewhere between 6 and 26. Oh. We, we won't say <laughs> oh, You're going to we'll say 31st. <laughs> That's my specialty right there. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Either way. But I, after the race, I got to talk with two of my favorite riders. And uh, we want to listen to Austin Tyler, Cowboy, the yeah. interview with Austin. Let's see what Austin had to say about the race. All right. Holy flip. We're here. It's the end of the night. Standing with a freaking... The big guy right here. You're talking to Superfly, Austin Tyler. Austin, how are you tonight? Ah, uh, doing great, dude. Today, I heard RM Army light up in town in Billings. Your qualifier ride. Suzuki's aren't supposed to go that fast, dude. What are you doing? I don't know. I brought the army out today, and I did what I could do, man. Dude, your qualifying run, you were smoking. That thing was just ringing. I mean, how happy are you with the new bike? Oh, man. To come out in P1 and uh, qualifying, honestly, I didn't know what to expect. I had just uh, an hour on that bike, not even, on testing this week. So, yeah, came out and uh, just laid out a good smooth run, and I was just happy with it, and uh, just was fast, fast and smooth. Uh, that's an understatement. It was like lightning. It, it wasn't. It, there's another word other than fast. That's what it was. You were on fire, dude. But uh, hey, what's up next for you? Where are you going next? Um, uh, man, uh, it's kind of all up in the air. I'm gonna uh, definitely go to Josh Hills for Big Hill Jam. Um, I want to commit to that one, and then uh, rest of the year, kind of just maybe pick and choose. But uh, I, I do want to commit to the Moto Climb. But we'll kind of see where things, how things kind of go with the next round and stuff. But. You know, it's all about having fun, and it's, yeah. we don't need to get caught up in the racing thing, you know what I mean? Because it's no. easy to. Yeah, well, it's hey. not about that. It's all yeah. about having fun. So. It's not not every day that you light one up with your bandit, and all we're talking about is the 450, <laughs> but that's what got, that's what stole uh, the show. So I'm high-fiving you. Thank you. Dude, thanks for <laughs> thanks for everything you're doing, and keep at it, all right? Hey, Nitro Mud. Let's go, baby. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, guys. I, I, I kind of wanted to keep this a surprise. And I didn't. We didn't talk about it before the show, but uh, man, just warms my damn heart. I uh, I'm walking down before the race had started. I'm you know just busy, busy, busy. And you know Austin, he's just running all over the place, you know. And he sees me and he grabs me and he's like, "Dude," he's like, "Scott Wentz is on my mind." He's like, "I." I my heart's out for him, and he goes, "I just want to do something." He's like, "Is there a way?" that I could give you guys a signed jersey and we could see if we could get a, a, you know, whatever some money raised up for Scott and send it to him. And I was like, dude, are you kidding me? Yeah, that is freaking, that's awesome, man. Uh, th thank you for thinking of him. And Austin's going to sign a Troy Lee Designs jersey. He's going to get it to me. And I'm going to tell you right now, the bid's a hundred bucks right now. If you want, if you want that jersey, you got to outbid me and I might bid you back. So keep it coming. Cause <laughs> let's see if we can get a little money. Uh, Austin and and their family just just great people and um that just speaks volumes of our community that he would just take his time to come and make this a point so we can get a little something 
And Scott, you got people thinking of you all over the country. So, uh, you know, just uh, yeah, yeah. we're there with you, dude, and uh, keep positive. All right, bud. <clears throat> That's, That's so right. awesome, Austin. Thank you so much. Hell yeah. Yeah, you dude. That was just you heard it right here, guys. You want to sign Superfly jersey? Let's get the bidding going. Let's get some money out for Scott. I do have some updates on Scott after we're uh, done with our recap and our preview of Naha. We're gonna get on some stuff on Scott. Okay. Just uh, uh, saw some. If you want update. that, if you. If you want that jersey, bring your checkbook because I kind of want it hanging in the shop here. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be bidding. We're starting at 100. You just message one of us. We'll keep the we'll keep the bidding private. And if you want it public, I'll put it out there. But the bid's 100 bucks right now. Message one of us on social. Let's see what we can do and get a little money set to Scott. Let's get it going. We'll get it, we'll get it over to Scott, and he's gonna definitely need the money here in the near future. So, right. So you got another interview at the end of the night with the overall winner. Yeah. The machine, the time traveler, Logan Sabala. <laughs> Say boys, can I kinda give a little a little episode yep. as to it? So I'm watching the Hardened Row mechanics set up the the tents on you know, when I got there Friday morning and I'm watching, you know, the factory riders set up their stuff. And here's here's our overall champions weekend. He leaves by himself from Ellsworth, the minute he gets done with work on Thursday to drive through the night, he had to go by himself because my whole family was going and it was all mixture, so he had to run out by himself. Oh. I get a picture from him. His van broke all the studs on the passenger side oh. rear wheel and was dragging axle in the middle of Minnesota. Oh, no. Oh, no. Thursday afternoon. He gets a ride from somebody, goes to Napa, Figures out what stud it is, goes back to the road, has to jimmy. I mean, the thing's laying on the freaking axle on the ground. Wow. Gets it out, gets, luckily, the wheel didn't get wrecked, gets the studs put in it, gets back on the road, getting everything put together, whatever. Drives through the night, stops for like an hour and sleeps, gets out there all by himself, <laughs> then gets like a couple hours sleep, comes back, works on his bikes, sets his own awning up, sets his own tarps up, sets his own bikes up, changes wheels, comes back the next day and goes 1-1. <laughs> wow. Oh, and, and did I mention top, qualifies top five in, in their competition and then runs Sunday front row in the... In, in their race, and unfortunately took a radiator off his bike an hour in and couldn't finish, but um, he was going. But, wow. man, kids. He, he is uh, the machine, man. Oh. <laughs> you want to know what motivation can get you? It can get you anything you want, boy. That guy, he's got more motivation than anybody I've ever met in my life. And, uh, dude, you're an inspiration. That was that was just a shit sandwich yeah. you were dealt, and you just turned it around, man. Hell That's yeah. awesome. The motivation smasher. <laughs> Jamie, you listening? <laughs> oh uh, man! All right, let's let's hear what the old freaking machine has to all say right. after he goes one one. Let's all right, freaking a, here with the goddamn machine. The some bitch goes one one at Moto Climb Series number two. Logan, what's gonna happen? We get to drop a race this year, but if you win every effing overall, what are you gonna do? I don't know. I'm hoping that I can just keep her going, so I don't have to drop one and take a little bit of left, little bit of pressure off myself for the last couple of rounds. Dude, that's awesome! What a freaking epic night you were in the hard enduro. You qualified super well on that. You're racing that tomorrow. You're just ripping tonight. That flipping Buell was angry. What do you think of the day? It was an awesome day. I 
I don't you know, can't ask for a whole lot more than what I got today, so I don't know what else. I guess if you're not happy with that, just quit, huh? Yeah, pretty much. All right, well, hey, good luck. High five. Keep her going, dude. Thank you. Nice. Definitely and not the interview our, smasher. The interview smasher. <laughs> uh he saves his motivations for the handlebars. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> Sorry, but, Logan. Uh, I, I wanted to look and see if the times were posted on the open. Because I – let's see here. I thought that he hung like a half a second on second, but I could be wrong. Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I mean, that freaking Buell is ridiculous. The power that that bike has and just – He's really starting to figure out like how to put that down. Yeah. So we're talking Moto Climb Super Series. We read off the top ten. There's a bunch of other people on that list that I would say, and you immediately would know as somebody that's super fast. Uh-huh. Second place had a nine point two one one. Okay. Okay. So if you had a 9.1, you killed somebody on a speed hill. He turned an 8.58. Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) He don't have Cowboys four motor top fuel dragster. He's got the same CCs as the guy in second. That's something. Yeah, that's that's incredible. (laughs) I mean, that's you didn't just nick first. You smashed it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's a dominating... Shut yeah. the door performance right there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that right there could sell about five Buells right there. So look <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> That's good. Say, I mean, the Buell is definitely a hot bike to have, but when you got Logan yes, on is. the behind the handlebars, it's that's a yeah. that's a sick combination. Yeah, I, I really think we're gonna see the uh, amateur ranks and maybe even a pro rank soon be flooded with Buells. Just I hope so. Just kind of a feeling. I just think everybody's going to be going there for that right off the factory floor, race ready hill climb bike. So, yeah, what a cool sales pitch would it be if uh, Bill from Buell said, "Yeah, he goes, I sponsored this guy at hill climb, and I sold uh, you know three hundred thousand dollars in bikes the next year. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, <right>? It would be. <laughs> and so I think maybe cool. that's what they're hoping for too, and I, I'm really hoping for it too to see, uh, you know that many bikes ready to go and it's been probably 80 years since they've been able to just go to a factory and buy a race ready hill climb bike right well uh, it's just the it's even in our little niche sport like how powerful it is to to help somebody i remember on a smaller scale when junior jackson came to logan and said hey i want to i want to help you and he sponsored him a bike to ride and that was when probably like 2010-ish or whatever, yeah. when the 450s were starting to come on their own. Yeah. And he built a real nice 450 for Logan, the one that um, Schrodel has now yeah. in Minnesota. Yeah. But uh, Logan, I, I tried to calculate one time, and Logan probably brought in to Junior well over $100,000 in business just for a motor builder. That's a lot of damn money. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. That is a lot. Nobody go nobody goes from the hill climb scene to him if it wasn't for people like Logan and Jay running his stuff. Yep. And you know, he's since been I think moved on to snow bikes and different stuff, but same to be said for our sponsor Kirk. I mean, pff, 
who doesn't want a bike built by Kirk? Look at what happens. I go fast. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when when I turn left, I go fast. When I don't <laughs> turn left, it's not the bike's fault. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just to people out there, like it pays to sponsor these guys, like the guys that put the time in and work hard. Like, give them help, and they'll they'll help you. You know. Yep. Yeah. No, definitely. I, so let's roll on from the moto climb. We just recap moto climb, and let's roll into next weekend. Well, this coming weekend. Rounds yeah. one and two in Sunnyside, Washington, Naha series. And Joel, you're going to be flying back to Billings. Yep. Jumping in Logan's van and heading to Washington, what, Friday morning? Yep. Uh, so after, it's funny, like, what, begging and pleading and, you know, you know, I don't know if I'm going to have to wash the van or something, but I got to ride. So I, I, I'm going, I, they let me, I took my little trailer to Billings and hooked it behind Logan's van. And we're, we're leaving here Thursday night, like eight o'clock flying out to Billings. We'll get there. A thank you to the Jarvises. They allowed Logan to park your vehicle there at your place. Thank you for that. And then, um, we're going to Uber over to the van, hop in that head, to Washington to Sunnyside. And then I haven't raced Naha in a couple of years. And uh, I'm really excited to be a part of Sunnyside. Uh, it's iconic. I mean, West Coast, that hill, I mean, that it doesn't get, get much more iconic than that hill. I, I'm so excited to be a part of it and pretty damn nervous, too. Uh, I just kind of want to – I'm excited to kind of see more now that I've kind of raced more of these professional series, yeah. how the Naha, the inner workings of it. I'll tell you right now, it's expensive. Like <laughs> – it is really expensive. Like um, for someone like me, that's not going to get a check. Most likely, I hope I do. I'm I'm not trying to sound negative, but they only paid a ten, I think, and that's yeah. I have a chance, but not a great chance to top ten. I'm out just to get there. I'm nine hundred dollars into the weekend just to get there without parking. Wow. That, I, I I mean, boys, that's a lot of showers I got to tile just for that money. I mean, it it's an expensive get to get there and do it. And great for the people that get a check in every class. You're going to make a lot of money. But, man, it's it's tough for us that we're just trying to work hard and get there and be a part of it, you know. But I have a feeling there's a reason for it, and I bet you the reason for it is I bet you it's freaking awesome. Because I, I know the people involved, and I know that they're going to put on a good show, and that stuff's not free. And I'm fine yeah. with that, you know. Like, I, I'm expecting big things, and I, I bet you it gets delivered, you know. So, I'll have some updates for you a week from now, and uh, who knows? We'll see what happens. We're waiting to hear, yeah. and and I kind of want to know, and you're going to have to let us know when you get there if the uh, little rumors that uh, Brett Peterson is going to enter and ride at Sunnyside. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That's what I'm I've been, I've been, seeing seeing some, on... been seeing some footage of him on his 450 extended bike. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure – Team Peterson put a press release out saying that it's official, but yeah, I, I, I haven't seen we'll that. We'll believe it when we see it, right? Ha- haven't got so. a chance to look down through, so it'd be cool to see Brett back out there. Hell yeah! Right? Yeah, he's Matt he's Lutz. kicking ass lately. I think he, I think he's ready to rip. Let's do it, and let's uh, let's lay down, guys. What what do you think our picks are for uh, the winner for the open class at Sunnyside? Side, fuck. Uh, Logan Mead has that hill figured out pretty good. Uh, if Joe Shipman's there, that's another one you can't you can't sleep on. Jake Anstead, it's like 
There's so many. The field it's, it's is going to be so that. stacked there. It's so hard to say, but man, I've seen, you know, Jake lay down like sting like a bee, float like a butterfly shit there. He's on another level. Uh, I can't discount Logan Sapala, but I think I'm going to have to go with Jake Anstett. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just throwing. I'm throwing a name out there at this point. But yeah, let's just go, Jake. Nothing against the let's other guys, it. but I've really seen him rip there, and like I said, the motocross style really suits him. At the bottom there, and yeah, I think I'm going to go with Nick Beer on Saturday and Logan Zapala on Sunday. <laughs> okay, that's pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that's my picks, Joel. Who do you think uh, is going to take him? I feel like if I pick somebody, I jinx them. I don't want to pick anybody because uh, I don't want to jinx anybody. But, I mean, if you look at Columbus last year, which, you know, they haven't ran Sunnyside for a few years, and I've never been there, but just from watching videos, Columbus and Sunnyside kind of look have that same feel to me. Yeah. And um, last year it was either Jake or Logan on every class, and they just flip-flopped on everything, you know. Now, the one thing that – I think that a little bit of the wild card is out there for, I think it's kind of difficult for the bikes to run. And I know like I've heard with that dust and the volcanic ash and it kind of messes with bikes. And yeah, I mean, the thing is, is you're going to have five guys in that open class that are the best of the best of the best. And it's probably going to be a lot was whose equipment's really working, you know, yeah. because you need every little bit. And, the one thing that I'm seeing, because I see him so damn much, is that freaking Buell of Logan's, god dang it, that, they keep getting it better. I mean, they just keep improving and improving. And that it's different than it was last year. It's different than it was the year before. Like, things keep getting better. So yeah, I, I would never pick against my buddy Logan. I think he's the most talented person I've ever seen hill climb. I mean, I, I, I just don't want to jinx him, so I better not officially pick him. I don't know. But okay. I, I'm just going to say it's works. a twin. How about that? It's going to be a twin. It's going to be I'm, a twin? Twin to win. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say if you're riding a three-cylinder or four-cylinder, you're out of luck. It's twin to win. I would agree well, with And the here's twin. the other thing, though. We we got to throw the uh, mix in there. Is the goat going to be riding? The Billy is Goat? Travis Whitlock. Oh, the, no, no. Not Billy oh, Goat. The, the actual goat. goat. No, Travis <laughs> Whitlock. Is he going to show up and ride? I would assume oh, he'll be there. That, I would assume that is the question. Guy. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Yeah, because you I know saw, he can always lay one down and throw in there and be the big spoiler. And you uh, definitely can't there. sleep on him. I don't know if Cardwell will be there. Uh, I don't. I don't think uh, Ty Cat's going to be there. They. I talked to him at Motoclimb, and he works for the refinery there, and they're on turnaround. And this was yeah. his one day off in 14. Oh. Was last Saturday, Ouch. so. He's oh, not going to be at Sunnyside. Okay. Um, the other person that I was kind of bummed I didn't see at uh, Motoclimb was, I didn't see, no, Real Whitman wasn't there. Yeah, I noticed and, that. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, coincidentally, I kind of saw a few more fourth beer pin memes. So I don't know if he had extra time or Yeah, that kind of makes you know, sense, I, doesn't it? I, isn't yeah, it kind of funny? Like, he wasn't busy racing. And then all of a sudden, there's memes popping up. Just saying, <laughs> you know, I'm not saying any names, but. Thought huh. it was kind of convenient. That that is that is kind of convenient right there. He's either gonna strangle me or punch me right in the face the next time he sees me. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why we he wasn't fig- there. 
We got to figure out who that freaking fourth beer pin guy is. I'm leaving it. It's probably it's probably like Doris Waddell. Or it's someone <laughs> oh, someone we never. It's Doris. like someone we'd never even think of. That's who it is. Doris. Oh, that'd be great if it ended up being Doris. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! Did I say that? I mean, Roris Smedell. I, 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 dang it! I, I, sorry, Doris. I didn't mean to call you out like that. <laughs> I think she's uh, capable. I, one person that's really nervous that they it thinks that it might be them, and it's kind of like when someone comes and talks to me about it, then it almost. It seems incriminating to me. <laughs> yeah. I don't, no, I don't even want to say it because then they're they're gonna then they're gonna get all kinds of negative feedback. But <laughs> let's just say it's let's just say it has something to do with cloudy skies. That's all I'll say. Is uh, <laughs> old cloudy skies? I think was nervous that people are gonna think it's him. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. Anybody's <sighs> nervous to think who yeah. it is because well, it's. Hilarious! Oh, I freaking Great love it. It's awesome. Even though it, whoever he or she is keeps blasting me, and all I'm trying to do is promote the sport. <laughs> it's like they pick on well, the. It's the low hanging fruit. That's what fourth beer pin does. Is he just grabs the first <laughs> apple or he, or she can touch. That's right. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into a little bit here on the show, guys. I wanna. I'm looking up our analytics, and we are at. 10,961 total downloads. Woohoo! That's as, like four more than last time you announced it. <laughs> as of today, that's actually about 100 more than the last time. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> actually, about 240 more because seven oh, days yeah. ago I yeah. lasted. So 240. Okay. We've and gained about 100 followers over the last couple weeks, yeah. too. We, we've, nice. been, we've been growing. We've been killing it. Cool. Like I said, hopefully we gain some of the uh, Indian rider radio podcast crowd That'd be and sweet. they come over yeah. and listen and they show up at some events it's always great to do some cross promotion there with other podcasts that are in the motorcycle community oh hell yeah that's awesome sweet killing it and we also the promise some updates here on scotty so let me find the first one here as of april 7th was posted to the prayers for 325 site. Just a little update and hope for the future. Scott was able to move his feet today. Woo. He is off all his med drips and awaiting a transfer out of the ICU. They are doing a CXR this evening. I have no idea what a CXR is. This evening to make sure the pneumonia thorax has not increased in size. <clears throat> Yeah, where am I? I lost it here. I had to, I had to, has not increased in size. We'll have to put a chest tube in. Overall, he looked and was talking much better today. He smiled when his sister Courtney walked into the room. Today, she flew in from Japan. It was nice to see that little moment. We love you all and thank you for your continued prayers and support. We still have a long way to go and we'll continue to fight. Yeah. That's awesome. Bro, after yeah. seeing that x-ray of his back... Yeah, I'm I wasn't. I don't know. I wasn't having any uh, big hopes. So, but it's glad he he was moving his feet. So that's a great positive for him. Yes. And then, just last week, they posted on April twenty second. It's been a minute since we gave an update. Scott has been receiving rehab at 
Crichton and Johnstown. Today he will be moved to a spinal rehab at Encompass in Altoona today. Please continue to pray for him. He has a long road ahead and a lot of hard work. He will follow up with the orthosurgeon soon to have some x-rays to make sure his hip, femur, and wrist are healing as they should. Stay tuned for a basket party info. Love you all for everything and any questions, don't be afraid to hit us up. So guys, you can get all your information and everything on the Prayers for 325 uh, Facebook page. Hit them up. If you have anything, get with them. They're there. They'll gladly take the donations. They have a t-shirt fundraiser cool. set up. Um, let's see what they have it here. Oh, here with a t-shirt fundraiser. We're still taking orders for shirts to support Scotty. If you just click the link in this post or text the numbers provided to place your order. To ensure we're all getting all of your orders, please limit the commenting for shirts as it is hard for us to keep up and make sure we have everyone's orders. From this point on, if you do not have an order form or reach out to the numbers or link provided, we cannot guarantee you will receive a shirt. Thank you again for your patience with us and continue to support for Scotty. So you can text Jay at 814-418-3415 or Kylie at 814-244-3989. And the uh, website is docsgoogle.com. Okay, that's a lot of stuff I don't know, so we'll post it to our socials. Also, so, or I'll share it on there because that's a lot of stuff to read and I don't know what half them symbols are. <laughs> you know, it's not an exactly easy website, so we'll get over that. And there's also a GoFundMe site set up for Scott, so. Hell yeah, Scotty. To, Proud of you, buddy. Head on over to Prayers for 325. Get a shirt to support Scott. Yeah. Hit the GoFundMe to give him support. Contact one of us to place a bid for the signed Austin Tyler jersey. Yeah. Anything we can to do, we're going to get Scott all the help we can. And Scott, you are in our thoughts, and we hope for a speedy recovery and to see you walking and running and playing with your beautiful little girl and hopefully back on a motorcycle. Yeah, that would be Let's ideal. I understand yeah, if he idea. never wants to see one again. <laughs> I, I mean, he's a racer, so I yeah. mean, you're not going to get away from it. I wouldn't be most able to get away from it. The important thing is, he's still with us and talking, and being, that's the most important thing in life, to be able to that's communicate. Right. So yeah, he's got everything he needs. I know that our community has a big thing to do with that, you know, like just sending him positive vibes, and that stuff really helps a guy get through these situations. So, I mean, yeah. you got to support these these guys going through this stuff because if without the community, you know, it's it's hard to keep keep chugging on and you know, I, I think yeah, I think it's helping. Yeah, we don't have that and as motorcycle racers and all of us have found out and it really sucks. You can have insurance and they find out you got hurt on a motorcycle and they just drop your ass in a heartbeat and leave you stuck with all the bills. Yeah. Yeah. And Unfortunately, you got some crappy doctors out there that are the same way. Like, find it, you got hurt on a motorcycle, and they like just don't care to help you anymore. That's so dumb. I know. I, I I went through that when I broke my back. 
Really? He got back here and went to the orthopedic surgeon, and he was super cool till he asked how it happened. And I said, on a motorcycle, and it's like he could give a shit less. Wow. I, this is a dumb story, but, you know, I do tile for rich people all the time, so I'm always talking to doctors and lawyers and everything else or whatever, yeah. you know. Years back, I was working for a surgeon, and he was just a talkative person. And um, it was when the time, the, the dark part of my life when I wasn't racing. <laughs> <laughs> the dark side. Uh, and yeah. And he's like uh, talking about how he specializes in transplant surgery. And I'm like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah. And we were talking about it. And he was saying about some of the stuff. And, and I just laughed. And I'm like, oh, do you have a busy time of year? He's like, well, actually, if you're in my field, the busiest two weeks of our entire uh year are the two weeks around the Sturgis rally. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, he goes, uh, the, for a perfect transplant, you need like your head to go before your body. And he goes, a lot of the people that are involved don't wear helmets. And when something bad happens, unfortunately they're perfect transplant candidates. And he's like, you got people all across North America that for that two weeks ride more than they've rode all year. And I'm like, wow, I guess. And he's like, it's crazy, but it's true. And I'm like, I had no idea. So motorcycle people saving lives even when they can't save their own, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but but, but yeah. I think that comes to another thing. No matter how much you love the wind in your hair, wear your fucking skid lid. Wear your freaking helmet. God dang. I, don't get me going on this cowboy because I know you work for a Harley thing, but that always bothered me. Uh, but one, uh, one time I'm listening to two guys talk about this leather hat that they could buy. And it was like a $300 leather hat, and it was waterproof and windproof. And they were telling me how great it was. And I'm like, for what? And they're like, well, for riding. And I'm Is like, you're going to spend, <laughs> I go, you're going to spend $300 on a weatherproof hat for a motorcycle? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, do you not see the it, the, the stupidity in this? I'm like, wear a helmet. And I'm like, what, what is wrong with you? You can get a <laughs> pretty like, nice oh, helmet for $300. I ain't riding my bagger with no helmet. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. All right. Whatever. I mean, it's your right, not mine. As long as it only affects you, I really don't care. (laughs) I mean, that's uh, the thing to each their own. I mean, I have been known to ride without a helmet a time or two. Yeah. I mean, I I town cruise without a helmet, but I have like a, I don't know, Super Mario turtle shell i don't know what you call it <laughs> it's basically a full helmet it goes over the ears and everything it just doesn't okay. have the you know over the face doesn't have the face it's not a three full quarter. face yeah three quarter three quarter open yeah, face yeah i got now, one I of those much I, I wear my full face all the time i have a module just because i chew and it makes it a lot easier to spit when you can flip the face <laughs> <shield up. laughs> not taking yeah, your yeah. helmet off at the light stop sign to take a spit yeah <laughs> I mean, I like to be safe and all, but at the same time, I can't have a helmet that's too modern looking on a chopper. Otherwise, you just kind of, yeah. I don't know, it kind of defeats the purpose. So, I mean, I'll yeah. take a face shot to look cool, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or to look the I part. Got one more, <laughs> I, got one more, I got one more stupid helmet story. But okay. My, my, my dad's, one of his best friends, Terry Dietzler from Montana, who I just saw last weekend, is a big sport bike rider. He's in his 50s, and dude is fast. Holy crap. I mean, he was a very accomplished dirt bike rider when he was younger, and he got into sport bikes in an older age. But he rides like a ZX-12, and that guy can pull a wheelie from 0 to 150 miles an hour like nobody. Well, he rides full leathers, full face, and 
my mom and dad have a Goldwing trike and they go out riding with them or whatever, you know. <laughs> Dad's like, Terry's got this helmet that's got like a bunch of like dreadlocks on the back of it, oh. right? <laughs> He don't. He's in his fifties, and he's he doesn't have much hair, you know, or whatever. And he's like, we stop for fuel, and Terry's in full leathers and a just sweet ZX12 or whatever. Pulls up to the fuel pump, and here's a guy on a bagger, and he's got this big flow of locks. And Dad's like, he's watching Terry get off his bike, and he's just looking at this big stream of hair. And Terry pulls off his helmet. There, you know, he ain't got hardly a stitch of hair. And I guess the Harley guy about fell off his bike. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes don't read a book by its cover, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's oh, awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't have God. any hair on my helmet, so okay. I got that going. Well, the mohawk, that counts, Colby. No, Your no, mohawk no, mohawk. no mohawk. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can't do it. No, you, you don't have the mohawk on your helmet? Come no. on. Rooster would be ashamed. I know. Yeah, no I'll leave that up to him. That's his trademark. Yeah. Though. Colby's not going to steal no, someone else's No, I can't trademark. do that. No. No, no, no. There's a fair share of them in town, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, I can't flip and wait to talk about Sunnyside in a week. Uh, and, uh, I love yeah. Washington, bro. Uh, there's some different people at the Naha events, and I don't really know a lot of them, but I'm going to try to talk to some people that I don't know. And, uh, man, like when you see us out and about, if there's something you guys want to talk about that you want to hear about on the show, please come up and talk to us about it. Like, I love opinions and pe- what people are thinking. Like, that's come right. hit me up or talk to one of us when we're out and about. Yeah, that's right. So talk to us. Even, even if you're not a, a racer or part of the community, you're just a fan at one of these races. Yeah. And stop up and talk to us at all the American Hill Climb races. All three of us will be there. Yeah. Joel at the Moto Climb and the Naha races and the Rockwell races and – Maybe if time and money allows, Colby and I might show up at some non-American hill climb events to. Uh, oh, it'd be great. Show our presence, but yeah. I'm- I think Matt had me on the live feed, and I called you guys out. He's like, "Hey, what do you got to say to Brandon and Cowboy?" I'm like, "You should be here." I'm in like in line for the open class. I had no, <laughs> I had no pit guy. I needed you guys there. I'm like, you guys should be here with me. Uh, I, I wish, wish I, I could yeah. afford to do that and, and get off and travel all the weekends, but. Man, I got kids in track, softball, ballet. I don't, I don't get a free minute. Cowboy, I wish I could afford to be there. <laughs> You're making it happen, Joel. You're making, I'm making it, it happen. happen. I'm making it happen. You might be in uh, debt and not have a retirement fund, but you're making it happen. Nah, I paid for this years ago. I gave up my youth for this, so I'm not going to give it up now. That's right. Yeah. So I'm going to make some bold predictions here. All right. For open class. Okay. I know Logan hasn't had the best of luck in Sunnyside, but he no. hasn't had the Buell there. So yep. I'm going to say, and I'm not sure if if Joe Shipman's going to be there or not. I think he is. So Don't quote me, I'm pretty sure he is. So that's making my judgment a little tougher, but I'm going to go Jake, Logan Sapala, Logan Mead. That's my top three. Pretty fair. And this is like picking RM Fantasy. It's like, is it Tomac, Anderson? I mean, it's like, it's tough. That's not an easy pick for me to make because I know they're all capable of winning. So it's kind of a crapshoot, but that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going with that. Mm -hmm. All right. So we'll see what happens. Hmm. 
I don't know if I want to pick all the top three. I'm just going to leave with my my wild card there with Nick Beer winning one of the weekends. So, <laughs> all right, because I, like I just know he's going to lay down that that Thomas esque okay. run. I forget that it's it's two rounds in a row. That's right. Yep, two rounds in a row, Saturday and Sunday. Okay, so take that and throw Joe Shipman in the mix on one of the two week two days. Okay. I'm trying to think of the people that I don't normally think of that ride Naha that don't normally ride where I ride. And I don't know. I mean, man, Carson Lloyd is, he's a great rider and man, he's proved it in Idaho that he can swing. And then I I think in the 450 class, definitely you'll see Carson doing good. He's still got to learn that, learn the big twin. So, and then I don't know if my buddy Bronson, Fioni, I don't know how to exactly say his last name, if he's going to be there, but dude throws down, and that guy's got the talent to podium anywhere. Yep. I mean, that, he's had so a little, he had a little bit of issues with the, his Jixer last year, but I think he got it worked out. And then, man, another guy that is just, God, he's fast is Ryan Galagos. God, is yep. that guy fast. Yep. Yes. Man, is he fast. He is. And he is if it, the, I mean, it's like the rougher it gets, I think it's almost the better for him. I mean, you know, there's it's just there's a lot of talented people that ride out there. It's so fun to be a part of these mm-hmm. races when you wa- get to watch these guys. But um, I think I, I don't know. It's I, and I don't know at Sunnyside if it's like a horsepower driven hill or finesse or you know. It's just a little I, I think bit it's of both. It's and, finesse at the bottom and horsepower up top. So yeah, and I mean yeah, I know the there's best of both worlds. Really, there's a whole other handful of guys that are capable of of winning or podiuming at that event, but. That's just my take as of now, and I know I'm I'm probably forgetting someone in there, but I'm just just to make a just to make a just to make it fun. I'm picking three guys, and yeah. that's that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah and I don't know if like is Sammy Hummel going. I mean, Sammy's fast. Well, it sounds you know, like I, he's selling everything. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know what's and up then, with that dude. I don't know either. And then you know some of the people that we saw at Carnegie, like. Shane Speed and Petey Kurnich, yeah. those guys are there. <laughs> I mean, uh, Kevin Newman. I mean, I, I mean, there's at Carnegie. We had a a bunch of fast guys that that's not that far Sunnyside from there. I mean, if Petey's there on that new twin, how the hell can you not put him in the top three? Because yeah, man, that, you know, that's it's true. like I mean, some bitch well, can ride a freaking. If it's got if he, two wheels and handlebars, Petey can freaking ride it. I mean, that's. That's it all shows it is, up with that know? heavy wrench and KTM. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just there's such a culture in California for dirt bikes. I mean, and then you know, what if Josh Hill shows up? You never know. That's not far <laughs> from his place. <laughs> I mean, yeah. who knows oh. what we'll see there, right? I mean, yeah. I saw he's in North Carolina last time I saw an Insta, but I think he's. I saw him say he's heading back to get ready for the big hail jam pretty soon. What if all of a sudden Josh Hill shows up at Sunnyside? Yeah. He's going to be in the top three. (laughs) Who's he going to kick out? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That would be interesting. Oh, wow. That will be interesting. You know, you just sit here and we talk to people, and we've left out a half a dozen people that could win, right? Yeah, we have. We're just pulling names off the top of our our heads and just. Right. And that's just how cool how all the talented people that are in this sport, and it's fun to be a part of that. And, uh, Man, let's just hope they all show up at Sunnyside and we just have That's some right. awesome races. Yeah, yeah. 
That's right. No, we can't forget. I, we got we could throw in Brett Peterson in there. He could burn yeah. one in too. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, kind of hoping for the same thing. I hope to have the ride of my life and get twenty fifth because that means that I was at the biggest best race that I'll ever see in my life. Right. So let's That's just hope right. that everybody's there. Yeah, yeah. Just freaking throwing down. You know. I, I think everybody will be there for that. And looking forward to it being a great event for the Nahas round one and two and. Everything going good, and hopefully the Peterson Cup coming back next year, and the absolute best of the best showing up at Sunnyside, yeah, yeah. with the best equipment and competing against each other. I can just see Joel having like an extremely good heater going and qualifying, and then just like accidentally tip over right before the timing lights, so he doesn't have to hit the ramps. <laughs> <laughs> No, I would never, I would never, I would never do that, Colby, but I would fake an injury. (laughs) I would sprain, I would sprain my thorax eating a hot dog or something like that and and, and opt out of the 450 class. (laughs) I don't know. I've Uh, I've seen videos out there that last uh, 10 feet right before the lights is just kind of a giant poof ball you got to run yeah. into and yeah. hope you keep moving yeah yeah another another fast guy that we haven't thought is like josh mazakis yeah i don't yep. know if he's got an open bike but 450 like i watched him and that dude is super talented and yeah. he's just working his bike to get over i mean it's he was on the podium last time i was there or the last time yep. they ran there so um, he's, he's so definitely smooth. got skills yeah yep. Uh, also, God dang it, I'm trying to get better with this whole reporting thing. I completely missed like an A topic and I did not see it. I didn't hear it until we left. A flipping bike broke in half. In the yeah, class. I saw the video. Yeah. I never saw it. I didn't even hear about it. I was busy doing my own crap. I don't know if it was a guy that ran right after me or what, but when we all got done, we were packing up and. They someone said something. I'm like, "What?" And they're like, "Yeah, dude, pitched a bike and it broke in half." It, it was like midnight. We're leaving, and I looked over, and the bike was still laying at the bottom of the hill. Nobody came and got it. It was just laying there in two pieces. And I'm yeah. like, "Okay." <laughs> so uh, I missed that one. Sorry, guys. I'm trying to do better on this reporting deal. Have you seen the video since? No, I never saw it. What? No, I, I, I never saw the video. Oh I'm man. Still, I'm gonna have to he look made it pretty much all because... the way to the wall, and the bike went all the way to the flat. It just kept nice. going and going and going, and I, it finally hit the Stop. bottom, and the front end just snapped. Oh, man. Yeah. So whoever that was apparently listened to the show last night and tried to channel his inner throat smasher on that ride. Because <laughs> 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 didn't Jeff say he kind of pitched a bike all the way down Billings and ripped it all to pieces? Yeah. After he won the class. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. said he did it after he won the class. <laughs> Good time to yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because nobody had made it over. He had highest footage and then <laughs> he wanted to get a time and wanted to yep. get over the hill. Yeah. Is uh, that next is that next weekend his big race? Is it the May sixth or something like that? His race or this weekend? No, it's I think fine it was. out here. Oh, I wish I would have Facebook. War was it War in the Woods. War in the Woods. War in the woods. Yeah. War in the Woods, 22. Oh, those are videos. I don't want that. I think it was a six. I'm pretty sure. Jamie was announcing that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is next weekend. 
pretty excited for Jamie's new state of the art announcing booth he bought. Yeah. Tower of Power. The, what is it? I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. <laughs> the Tower uh. of Power. We, I can't wait till the show gets really popular and we get to like make shirts up and stuff. My very first idea is watermelon butthole with Jamie here. That's it's gonna be our top seller. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like our Austin three sixteen shirt for WWE. It's, it's gonna be the watermelon butthole shirt for Jamie Deer. Picture, yeah. Jamie squishing a watermelon between his thighs. <laughs> Oh, nice. And yes, Warner Woods is this weekend, May 5th, 6th, and 7th. Um, also, our first local district races this weekend at Red Wing, right? Yeah. 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 Double Let's header. Go. Indian Head. Double header Let's at go. Indian Head. Let's do it. So, so you gonna you gonna sign up and get some practice on the FZ or what? Um Brandon was trying to talk to me and uh doing that. Uh yeah. but I'm a man of my word. I'm not gonna practice. Oh, you're just going to shove Bay City completely green? Yep. Well, I wouldn't say green, but pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I was, I was talking to Braden about that and we were talking, you know, I'm like, well, I do have my AMA card now, you know, but I'm a little pissed because last go around when I worked for AMA, the pro hill climb stuff, you know, I, they reinstated my AMA membership from when I used to race and, you know, it picked up where I left off at like year 12 or 13 or something like that. And then I just got my new AMA card and it says year one on it. Oh, so something uh-huh. happened there. I'm going to have to talk to him because yeah. there's no reason for that. I think I should be getting my 14 pin, I believe. I don't yeah. get pins anymore. I hit that lifetime member patch. So oh. what is it for still- lifetime 20? I 25. can't remember. Huh? 25. 25. Yeah, I wish I would have wouldn't have taken my break there cuz I'd be there for sure. Yeah, they didn't recognize me when I took my break either. I had to start over. Oh, really? Yeah, cuz that was sucked. so weird. I I was surprised, you know, when I when I was working for AMA Pro back in 15 and 16 or 16 and 17. Yeah. I was surprised that I got my year 12 pin and I'm like, "Huh. That's strange." Right. And now, right. now I, they made me start over. So huh. I don't know what I happened. I just remember I had like 17 years in, and then I remembered that one of the last years before I took my hiatus, there was well, the last time I signed up. I remember reading through. It used to be all by mail or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I remember at the time it was like a hundred and two dollars to be a lifetime member. Yeah. <laughs> and just I was like, ah, oh, nah, I'll just do a year membership for 12 bucks or whatever it was. <laughs> it's like, now it's like $1,500 to be a life member. Like, <laughs> I'm like, where was my supervision there? Why couldn't somebody be like, uh, yeah, you're, just be a lifetime member. You're going to live more than five more years. Let's, let's, you know, it's yeah. like, <laughs> oh. awesome. That's awesome. All right, boys, we are dragging on here. Colby. Let's hit them sponsors one more time. All right. Um, we just got to thank Rutted Racing. Uh, go to ruddedracing.com. Use discount code NITRO20 for 20% off. Um, full gear sets, including gloves now. So yep. um, super killer stuff. Like Joel said, it's damn near handmade just for you. I mean, he makes it in-house. I think the jerseys maybe 
come from somewhere else. I'm not sure how that works, but he makes the pants and everything. It's it's quality shit. He makes a lot of it himself. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's super cool. And then uh, I, I got to get a hold of him and give you my measurements and get a custom fat guy set. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, let's go, cowboy. Yeah, you want that unicorn stuff, huh? I do. <laughs> I want that '90s bright colors, man. <laughs> so cool. And then uh, we got lace belt company lacebelt.com use discount yeah. code nitro for 15 percent off everything uh he's got including shotgun devices for beers and beer bongs yes. that's our main that's that's, that's our, our main thing yeah, that's, that's all we really thing. care about yeah, here yeah, on the yeah. show oh for sure yeah. <laughs> i use the belts but I, <laughs> you can't go wrong with the beer bong that should be a slogan <laughs> we're just gonna like start using gonna, that i feel like the first time he listens he's gonna be like you know what i'd like to rescind my sponsorship so much other cool stuff and we just focus on the beer yeah bottle. could you just well, send that back and maybe just forget <laughs> that we ever talked about this <laughs> i he should just promote himself as a beer bong company, and the 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 lace belts are like a, a bonus. Yeah, uh, Black Diamond MX, BlackDiamondMX.com. Use Nitro Mud fifteen for fifteen percent off everything he's got from Jersey Prince graphics, anything graphic related, stickers, you name it. He's got it. He's the man. Boys just got my new kits. I oh, could not you got get it. I could not. I could not get them on in time. I had so much going on, but I am pumped. I got the nitro nice. mud on there. I got nitro Sweet. pilot. Yeah. I got Rudd's my title sponsor on my shrouds. I mean, they're sick. I mean, I, I'm just pumped for once in my life. I don't look like a complete tool shed. I got all three bikes, <laughs> all the same graphics, all the same colors, all white plastics. Just freaking pumped. I can't nice. wait. Wait till you see the perks you get from Nitro Pilot for having that sticker on there. Serious? Oh, dude. Wow. <laughs> it's insane. You'll actually make the videos, Joel. Oh, he has been. <laughs> yeah, all, all it's going to happen is they're going to forward him to flipping Doris at Aurora's at Fourth Beer Pin, and I'll be on some freaking club. It'll be me when I fell off the bike at Pogues, looking like I'm surf- surfing my open bike down the landing. <laughs> Oh, uh, I have that footage. I'll oh, pay you to destroy it. Well, that's the thing. That's what comes with putting your stickers on your bike. I destroy all the embarrassing footage. I, that, that's that's a career ender if that comes out. My <laughs> wife will leave me. My kids will disown me. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Moving on. We got HydroPower. DrinkHydroPower.com. Use discount code NITRO15 for 15% off. He's got the full jugs you can buy. Uh, I would assume that's probably, I don't know, depending on how active you are, that's probably a month's supply, maybe two weeks for the real active guy. And then he's got the single per- servings yep. as well. Um, and, dude, he's got everybody and their mom on board on that stuff. It's I personally really saw off. that hydrate the person that took the overall at the motoclimb. Super Series round two. Yeah, Logan Sapala is rocking yep, it. I saw him. Right. I, mean, I saw him drinking it. He said it's where it's at. Yeah, it is where it's at. And then uh, JS Five Extensions, best extensions in the industry. Just ask Jay Sostrom; he'll tell you. Oh yeah, that's um, right. Team Peterson Racing, 
thank you guys for coming in huge for 2022. We really appreciate your support and Mueller Motorsports. Thanks, Kirk. Uh, making Joel go fast. And, so, and making himself go fast. And making himself go fast. Fifth in the freaking over uh, that awesome riding, Kirk. Yeah. Congrats, dude. That's right. Way to Super go. Super huge. Uh, next week on the show, like we said, we got the recap show for Naha's rounds one and two at Sunnyside. Uh, one of my favorite spots on this, the Naha circuit. So, if there's somebody that, you know, Naha, I, I don't get to race it that often. If there's somebody, listeners, that you want to hear from, message me. I'm going to try to hunt them out. The guy that I'm going to try to track down, boys, and he's busy. I kind of want to talk to Carrie. Oh, I kind of want to. He'll get you. Yes, wanna, he'll get you. you, you got to get you th- Carrie on. You think he'll talk to me or no? Oh, yeah. He will. Yeah? yeah. Okay. I got, I want to, I'm going to go hunt him out. I kind of yeah. want to talk to that guy's a legend. I want to, he's helped us out. I want to see what's on his mind. Just tell him you know me That's and right. you're in. That yeah. works? It works. Is this a trick? <laughs> no, it's it's real. <laughs> no. It's real. Okay. All right. It's all right. Real. Just making sure. Just making sure. It's 50 50. <laughs> but it works okay 50 right, 50 right. like it either works yeah. against you or it works for you i don't know i'm just gonna it bet works. he's a morning person i'll talk to him in the morning yeah there you go yeah. or right after one of his riders wins i'll go talk to him then because you know that's be probably happy. the best time to talk to him that probably yeah. would be the best time right after one of his riders wins i'll go over and talk there to you him go like, yeah yeah nice yeah. yeah i think someone else you should get a, you should get an interview with uh young drake peterson Oh, that'd Drake be fun. Peterson. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Drake. He wasn't Let's ever there it. last time I was there, but that would be a good I one. I think last time you're there, he was like one. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't there. I was going to try to, you know, we've had Nick on, and if I could if I could just get over there and talk to Dusty a minute, I just kind of want to, I won't high five him. I'll give him a handshake. Yeah, his arm will know? fall right off. Yeah, I yeah, but I, I, I'm kind of kind of thinking there could be a chance. This, but you got you see a legend, you got to go try to talk to him. If you, you know, see right? bungee yeah. cords wrapped around his shoulder, just don't go there. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Master wants a challenge match. Yeah, I'm super <laughs> jealous. You get to go. Yeah, really excited, me too. Boys. Really excited. All right. Well, everybody, it's been a great show. I hope you all like to fill in on the moto climb and our predictions for Naha round one and two. Yeah. Well, my predictions, you guys are pussyfooting around. You don't want to say twin to win. It's going to be a twin that wins it. Well, you got the Nick beer. (laughs) I I went strong on Nick beer. I I got high hopes for him too. It's so hard to decide. God. Look, Nick's either going to win or wad it up. So. Yeah, I the got one, a fifty-fifty shot there with Nick. So the one prediction I do He's have: done well is there, there ain't gonna be there ain't gonna be one person that just goes one-one-one any day. No, nobody will go one-one-one. I oh, it's gonna be that. it's gonna be a knockout, drag-out battle both days for yeah. that top spot. Yeah, I agree. It's gonna be a great race. Yep. Really wish I was there to watch it, but hopefully, no left-handed turns. <laughs> Are they all rights, Colby? Uh. You know, I know they like to switch it up there. It's kind of different every year, but the the kind of the trend has been a right hander. So I'm assuming that's what it'll be. They put a lot of work into that part of the hill, so I'm assuming it'll be similar to previous years. So yeah, right handers. Okay, I got great advice again at Moto Climb Round Two. 
I had that ride going that I probably would have top fived in the 450 and messed it up. And when I came down, a rider turned to me and said, when you get to the top of the hill, just pretend like you know how to ride a dirt bike. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'll remember that. And then guess what? In the open class, I got to the top of the hill and I Never didn't know how to ride, ride a dirt bike. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Uh, well, damn. that's the least least of your worries after you're at the top. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't wear your throttle cables out. Just stretch them out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, Jeff. <laughs> Colby, thanks again for not bringing up the stuff with, when we're talking to the throat smasher. I'm, yeah. I was I, – I saw you were ready just to throw me under <laughs> no, the bus, no, and no, I was no. – yeah, I appreciate that. I'm good we're tight like that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that to you in front of Jeff. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, everybody. Till next week, peace out. Peace. Peace.